This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hey, everybody, I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Listen, new year, new you. Is that what they say? Uh, new year, new me, boo. Whatever oh, is happening. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, well, listen, we are here to kind of get you get you going in the right direction for this 2019 situation. So we started a conversation last year talking about friends. Uh, BJ was so gracious enough to uh, sing a little tune for us, a little ditty. Um, what about your friends? I hit that note on them. Go ahead. We did. We did. We did get the auto tune version that'll be available on download. Uh, 99 cents a ringtone is there for you. So we decided that since we left you hanging with that part one, we come through solid with the part two. And today we're just talking about like more friend stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not friend zones, but just, you know, what it looks like to have a solid team and, and such and such. What do you think, DBJ? Yeah, you're going to go low. I mean, there's somebody right now in the friend zone. And your <laughs> first comment <laughs> at the gate, negative Nancy, is about the friend zone. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm excited to talk about friendships because, man, I feel like, you know, 2018, I probably heard more about toxic friendships than I've ever heard in my lifetime. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it sounds like an important topic for us to touch on. Yeah, for sure. And by way of illustration, man, we talked about it pre-show. We were thinking about L's um, and, and, mm. and how how people start their started their new year with L's. And since I am that guy, I decided to go again with the Oakland Warriors low-hanging fruit. There's a young man third-year player, I believe, name is Patrick McCaw. And the, the Warriors have a, a history of having, like, second-string, third-string point guards that kind of come in, shooting guards that kind of come in when Steph is on the bench, when he's tired, when he's injured. McCaw's got two rings with the Warriors, you know what I mean? He mm. was there for the back-to-back. But this season, he decided that, you know what, uh, he wasn't satisfied with five, six million dollars, um, or it might have been four or five million dollars. And so he decided to uh, tell the Warriors nothing. <laughs> he, mm. he decided, him and his team decided to go ghost. Uh, it's not like a chick that he met at the mall. This is like a, a professional basketball team. He decided to go ghost. And mm. in going ghost, um, he basically told them that, hey, uh, don't, don't call me, I'll call you. And wow. in that process, um, pretty much, he ended up on the worst team in the league. So he went from the number one team in the league, arguably, to the worst team in the league statistically and by way of record. Um, and I think this is a good example of, you know, you got people on your side, you got people on your team, you got people that run with you every day. They try to give you advice. They try to tell you what's good in life. And if you don't have a good solid team around you, um, you can go from the number one team in the league to the worst, to, to the bottom bottom. Yeah, he took an L. I mean, Super L. He, he's probably like, what, two years late? When did LeBron go to um, the the Lakers? 
this this year, bro. It's not even two years. That's this year. <laughs> oh, been, he just got yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like yeah, a yeah. year late. Uh, yeah. yeah, he should have hurried hurried up and got over to the to the uh, Warriors. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but you know what what I think I hear you saying is that friends with your friends you can take L's, mm-hmm. and there's a such thing as taking L's with friendship. You know, just re- reflecting on my um, not so perfect life, and I was thinking about the time that I've taken an L with a friend. And I actually saw a situation as I, as I recollect, and it was with one of my siblings, uh, mm. my younger brother and I, very close. Mm-hmm. And um, as he was maturing as a young, young kid, I remember one day we had this incident where, you know, we were hanging out at the house. We were latchkey kids. And so I pretty much, you know, did a lot of overseeing of my younger siblings and one day he found some dog food. We had a puppy in the back. And um, he picks up this dog food. My brother's much younger. He may have been like five or six at the time. And he says, should I eat this? Mm. Now, we were friends. Okay? Mm. And um, I hope he doesn't beat me for telling this story. Um, <laughs> but then I, I proceed to say to him, go ahead. It'll be fun. Right? Mm. Mm. And so he puts it in his mouth, man. And he starts to chew on this dog food immediately, <laughs> gagging <laughs> and losing it, right? And I thought, wow, I'm such a terrible big brother and a terrible friend, right? And so, yes, your friends can have you so gassed up. Mm-hmm. That you eat something that you shouldn't, and then you mm-hmm. gag on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. JP, how about yourself? What are some moments where you've taken an L by listening to a friend or influenced by a friend or influenced a friend where you go, man, this was not good? Most of mine have to do with fighting. Um, mm. I was, I was, I was easy. Buster Brown over here, Mr. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Buster Broxer Brown. Go ahead. Hey, I, you know, it's just how you grow up. You know what I mean? Everybody didn't have brothers to trick and eating dog food, man. So, you oh, know. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. My bad, bro. My bad. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, the, one of the biggest ones I remember um, just growing up, and I had a good friend that I would... uh just, just you know, do everything with. And one day we got into an argument. And I may have told this before. We got into an argument about a video game, and it was it was a stupid argument. It didn't really mean anything in the in the grand scheme of things. But when we you know squared off with each other, um, it was outside in the neighborhood, and one of my other friends, big cousin, pulled up and was like, "Bomb on that fool, cuz." And no, no, we don't mean an, an actual bomb. What JP is referring to is just throwing a punch. Go ahead, JP. Yes. I don't want the fans to pick up on this conversation. Go ahead. You're right, right. Well, who, what, what bomb? Uh, no, thank you. Um, these tacos <laughs> are the bomb. Um, I enjoy bomb drinks. Uh, these are not actual bombs. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, so basically, when the big homie said bomb on that fool, I, I, 
I went from squaring off to teeing off. Um, mm. If you're not familiar with those terms, square up is just when you put your hands up. But when you tee off, that's like hitting the ball off the tee. And mm. my fist was the club and his head was the ball. So connections were made and, and friendships were ended um, for no apparent reason outside of the big homie told me I should fight this guy. Um, and Your it was <laughs> over you a game. The game was Tell me it was like Ninja Turtles or something. Tell me it was nah, like. Nah, I'm not even. Nah, I'm not even gonna do that, bro. I just I already wow. feel bad enough. I feel bad enough. I usually share everything, but it was just it was it was Street Fighter two, bro. It was Street Fighter two. Oh, so. Yeah, and it and it was it was it was an argument over what character said what. It was like like I don't think he says this. I think he says that. Like it wasn't even like valuable. It was just a matter of we didn't know what he really said, so we decided to fight, and I lost my friend for that. Mm. Um, and you know, could have been a lifelong friend, but uh, you know, there goes that because I decided to listen to the big homie. Like that's that's how that works for me. Yeah, there's a lot of friendship L's, right? I, I think. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. And you guys got into a fight and lost your best friend over Street Fighter. But, you know... I, <laughs> okay, okay, that's what I you're think, doing. I, 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 I think, man, you know what's so interesting to me is that there's a reemergence of what is a friend. Right. You know, it used to be my best friend was whoever lived next door to me, mm-hmm. right? Your closest friends lived on your same street. Yeah. Or they were in the same classroom with you. And, and I think that... Many of us have grown accustomed with friendships that are come easy. They come because somebody enrolled us into a school or they come because we just so happen to live in the same neighborhood. And so what's interesting to me is it's almost shocking. I I don't remember my parents talking about friendships. I I don't know. Maybe they came out of it was a civil war, the civil rights. I would say civil war, (laughs) the civil rights. You got some old parents, bro. You got some old parents, bro. I do. My mother be like, I am old enough to be your big sister, right? (laughs) Um, But maybe maybe that's what it was. JP, I don't remember my parents talking a lot about their friendships, Mm. right? There was an era, there was a point in time when culture and society as a whole, adults were not obsessed with friendships. What do you see? When do you think this became the shift? I, I, I feel like that. That's almost a fairly new phenomenon for us to get back to, you know, toxic friends and all these different scenes and logos. Do you see a shift or when do you think that shift happened? Or maybe it's just me because I feel like there's been a shift where it's not just the playground. They won't be my friend. But there's a growing desire for adults to have healthy friendships and talk about what they are and what they aren't. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Part of it is definitely the social media generation, um, hmm. which is weird because it's it's starting to affect older adults where you have the idea that because of how small the world is now, because of social media and everybody being connected, when people are connected, they feel disconnected um, for lack hmm. of a cool What do you mean by say. that? What do you mean? Um, so, so basically what happens is if your friends list isn't big enough, if you don't have enough people sending you likes and comments and thumbs up, uh, um, if you don't have enough of that interaction on a social network basis, your your self-esteem is lowered, right? Your value, your worth is lowered. Um, and so people seem to be in a desperate push to gain friendship, but it's 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 for like a social status thing more so than to be in valuable, meaningful relationships. Mm. But, 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 but listen, but listen, the catch is people don't realize that's what's happening. They think it's that. They think it's for meaningful. They think it's for long lasting. They think it's for um, you have my back, I have yours. But 
it's because of that meshing. You know, people still have some old ideas and old values of what it means to have good friends, right? They have people that are down for them, that are ride or die. But they confuse. Hey, 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 Thank you, Mr. Magic. You know what I'm saying? And so what happens is, some of y'all will get that. What will happen is people will feel the need to have or want to have um, those long-lasting, meaningful things. But in, in reality, because of the fickle nature of this social generation, what it means to be a good friend is to like a post, to respond Ooh. to a post, to, you know what I'm saying, pop up on somebody's timeline, to get a notification from somebody. And, and when you post something or when you put something out there in social media and your friends, quote-unquote, don't respond in the way you think they should, then all of a sudden you're devastated where I'm from and how I grew up. If my homie don't show up when I say it's time to pop the trunk, that's the type of friend I want. I don't want somebody <laughs> send, sending me a, a like button or sending me a comment on social media. That's like, I'm going through something and I don't need you to send me a heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's not going to help me get through what I need to get through. You know? You said pop uh, the trunk? JP, the trunk. people don't know what pop the trunk means. So they probably don't need to. Yeah, I got you. You're right. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Get to right? you all. Bomb on them. <laughs> pop the trunk. Let it go. Let they it go. They're going to be on an urban dictionary all night. In a rabbit hole. They're going to be in a rabbit hole too, bro. These go, one saying is going to lead to another who saying. Is, and next who is Jaquan? <laughs> Y'all won? Who did, when did they say that? Yeah, you right. You know what? That's a, It's it's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. That yeah. people want to be friends. Friendship yeah. goals was such a huge hashtag. And the the strangest thing to me is that what it takes to have meaningful, healthy adult relationships is much more private work than it is public. Absolutely. Right? Come on, bro. Come, Come on, man. man. You say that twice for the people in Come the on. back, bro. Come on. Yes. Let's say it for the people in the back and the front. I'll give you an mm-hmm. example, personal example. So my close friends and I attempt to do a men's trip every year. Mm-hmm. And I'm close friends with a really good group of guys and some of them are known and just the yeah. whole nine. And so... Oh, the trip know, that I never get invited to. Okay, no, cool. JP, don't you do this. <laughs> don't do this, JP, right? <laughs> but listen, but that, but that's yeah. what it turns into, right? Is right, that right, right. people will see like these pictures on IG mm-hmm. of us on this island and the things that we've done or that we're doing and you know, it looks so fun and it looks so tropical. And listen, it is. Yeah. But what it takes to sustain those relationships mm-hmm. is a lot of conflict. It's a lot of truth telling. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of time. It's a mm-hmm. lot of energy. Come it's on. a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of effort. Yeah. Where no yeah. one sees it. Yeah. And and listen, and it's a lot of auditing in present day. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the relationship as is needs to continue, right? And so to me, one of the, the, the greatest challenges that I see is that the instant culture, we talked about this before, with the microwave generation wants to have great things with little time or little effort. Yeah, yeah. And what I want to assert, even about friendships, is that anything great, not only does it take time, it takes evaluation, it takes personal introspection, mm-hmm. it takes energy, it takes time in order to build and sustain something that can mean something on the ground, right? JP, mm-hmm. 
talk to us about this culture. And I mentioned this pre-show. Um, what do we call it? Toxic friends. I don't know what, what what's <laughs> the, what was the, what the the hashtag. Uh, no toxic people. Positive vibes yeah. only culture. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about the result, because I think some people, when they hear positive vibes only, no more toxic people kind of culture, they believe that it should be a license to be alone because they can't find no good friends. Talk to us about that issue of it's just me and I'm a ride by myself. Yeah. The bottom line, I think, to that is that people want yes men, right? It's mm. 2019 and people are still like getting yes men, you know what I mean, in their corner or whatever. And when they don't find that, when they don't get the applause, when they don't get the likes, when they don't get the cosigns, then it becomes, oh, y'all just some haters. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, you know, whip out the little Duval. Oh, wait, wait, you, wait, you mean all your friends, when they share something truthful, they aren't being hate- they are They aren't being haters? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Imagine that. Imagine that. What a novel idea, right? Go ahead. Um, and so because of these hashtags and these positive vibes only and all of that stuff, when when you're confronted with truths, when you're confronted with things that are opposite of what you want to do or ideas that you you have about yourself or what you're doing, then it's easy to cut people off. Because especially when you're in a situation where all your friends are online anyway, right? Ooh. All your friends are on, on an app. All your friends are, you know, a, a, a mouse click away. And so when you have real people in your life, you can't ride the solo vi- the wave. You know what I mean? You can't just be out here. And so I think that because of the the un, the block nature of friendships now, right? I can just block you um, on my iPhone. I can block you from my, my contacts list. I can block you from my iMessenger. I can block you from Insta. I can block you on Facebook. That becomes a part of people's mantra in life. So they just create this block, block culture. You know what I'm saying? They create this block culture for themselves. Um, and when you're living in block culture, bro, like like it's easy to be on that that island by yourself and think you're doing something and think you're winning. And you're taking a big loss. Let me tell you what's interesting about it. You ever heard of the? It's an illustration about the walls when you they call stonewalling. When you stonewall, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, stonewalling is just when you've experienced some sense of trauma or hurt or pain, and you just shut down, right? Yeah. yeah. Now listen. It's also part of the four horsemen in marriages. Um, John got me, but anyway, carry on. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not. See, I'm not that smart. I'm just yeah, listening. That's why we got a licensed <laughs> therapist, John A. Parker, on the <laughs> nah, podcast, right? You got it. You got but it. But the thing about stonewalling is this: is that you are you you do you you shut down to a point to where no one can hurt you, right? And you're protected from that and just the whole nine. But here's what's also true: when we stonewall and we shut down, the thing you desire intimacy, you're no longer able to get because all of the walls are closed, right? So Mm -hmm. this is the conundrum about shutting down, is that when you decide positive vibes only, it's just me. I just heard a rapper talk about it's just me. I ride by myself. And he kind (laughs) of boasted and bragged about it, right? Well, the truth of the matter is, though you may feel as if you have this strength by yourself and you're so great by yourself, what you'll learn very quickly is that whenever you get into a situation and you need additional wisdom, insight, understanding, perspective, and resources, the only insight, resources, perspective, and resources you have is your own. (laughs) Right? Dangerous place to be. It's a very dangerous place to be. And so what I would say is this positive vibe culture, though I understand that we should be selective and we should be discerning, 
you are a fool. The, the, the Bible, the scriptures, right? Says a person in, in Proverbs, I believe, 18, it says a person who isolates themselves uh, rouse against their own judgment and their own desire, right? Mm-hmm. That only mm-hmm. the fool isolates themselves. And so I, I want to dispel this idea of, you know, you just kick people out and it's so hard to find relationships because you've grown and you got a lot of stuff going on and you don't need people. No, 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 no. It's not that, that, that you don't need people. It's that you need healthy people in your life. You need people, right? Right. You need people that's going to walk with you and you need people who are going to know you, but you need healthy people. Also, let me speak to something else, okay? This is a safe place, ain't it? Uh, right now it is, yes. It is a safe place, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some emails about this later on, right? Yep, sounds about right. There is a school of thought that says, because you see somebody on a regular basis or you knew somebody that you know them. And I disagree mm-hmm. with that. Just because you knew me doesn't mean you know me. And as a matter mm. of fact, if you don't have equity with a person, then you may not need to assume that you have the leverage to say everything that, that comes to your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is called being measured and being appropriate based off of the commitment that you share with a person, right? Mm. So if you mm-hmm. have little commitment to that person, that means when you engage them, you need to engage them with somewhat of an intimacy, right? Mm, yeah, I think what yeah. we think is all things are true for all people. Listen, JP, there's things you can say to me that lots of people can't say to me. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. There's things that my wife can say to me that no other woman can say to me. Right? And not. That's right. Mm-hmm. So when a person shuts down you saying certain things, Based off of the lack of relationship, here's why they're doing it. I'm going to go on a little rant about this, right? Gotcha. They're saying it, that you can't say that to me, potentially not because they're not able to receive correction. Listen to this. You're going to say and unearth a weight you're not willing to carry. Mm. I had an incident a couple of years ago in the gym. (laughs) Come on, JP. It's time to coach. Yeah. I had an incident a couple of years ago where I was lifting the weights and I end up, and I'm not tooting my horn, it's a heavy weight. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Really heavy mm-hmm. weight, right? I don't want the audience mm-hmm. to be jealous and then be like, oh, BJ, I can do this. Like, no, I don't even want to tell you that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm lifting this heavy weight. And JP, yeah. I work out with this weight. But this mm-hmm. particular day, I go up to lift the weight and I look over on my right arm. This is a true story. And I see the weight roll out of my right hand. So it rolls down, think Mm -hmm. very crush your child weight. Mm -hmm. I'm holding it with my left hand. And then my my partner looks down. He sees that I'm still holding the left side. He grabs the right and he lifts it up. Right? Mm -hmm. Why do I tell the story? Don't try to help somebody with a late weight you can't carry. Uh, I find that there's so many people want to be in people's lives and weights and want to get to the very bottom of it all. Listen, just for you to walk away. So you want to hear about this person's story of abuse just so you can give them some things that you just can say on the fly. But listen, Mm -hmm. you're not going to help them with that. You don't have Mm -hmm. any skills. You don't have any Mm -hmm. experience. And you don't have enough commitment to this relationship to be saying that, right? So I also want to say for those of us who are nosy Nancy's 
or who are assuming that they have said relationship, that you need not try to unearth things in people that you don't necessarily have the commitment or the relationship. Now, here's what you can do, right? So this is for all those people who are listening with spiritual ears, right? You know what you can do when you feel like a person has a weight that's weighing them down, hurting them, but you don't have the intimacy, the commitment, or the relationship? You know what you can do? You tell me, sir. You can pray. <laughs> oh, you can pray. Okay. I thought you say something else. You're right. Yes. Yes. You can pray. Yeah. If you yeah. believe yeah. in a power mm-hmm. of the creator meeting human beings in flesh, in circumstance, you can pray and know that the Father will work that out with and without you, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so again, friendships aren't this magical thing. Friendships are about emotional intelligence. Friendships are about equity. Listen, even titles. My day mm. ones, my inner circle, they have a different level of access to me that the public don't. And most people don't. But here's the thing. They can also carry weights that other people will not. What do you think about that, JP, about the desiring to be friends, not be isolated, but then also realizing that you you need not bite off more than what you can chew in these relationships. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm trying to think if it's like a personality trait, what, or if it's poor judgment, or just both. You know, just probably. You're probably right. Um, people just giving their all to things that they shouldn't give their all to. You know. Yeah, oh, it's bad uh, philosophy. They heard it yeah, in church yeah, somewhere. Yeah. They heard it in a faith community. Yeah. That that's their yeah. job, and they do it, and then they're terrible at it, and mm. then they blame it on that person not willing to listen to to the Most High. Listen, no, maybe you are just poor in discernment and emotional intelligence. Mm. Maybe you're unequipped. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, what, what what do you want me to say after that? <laughs> Go ahead. How have you seen that situation ruin a person's ability to have meaningful friendships? Yeah, uh, burnout, um, mm. figuring that, you know, everybody's like that, um, getting hurt and putting up walls and not wanting to be in relationships like that again, um, not really being able to grow past that point and, and being stunted forever, you know, on the friendship level. So, you know, you feel that initial hurt or the wound or whatever, and then from then on out, you're you're stuck emotionally in that place. Mm. You know, people just... Um, having low expectations for friendships and then therefore calling everybody friends or just befriending people that they don't need to befriend. Mm. Uh, I've I've known people to let homeless people live in their house because they were, you know, like seeking friendship only to have those same homeless people, you know, destroy their life. No, Um, bro. They didn't sell TV there. They stole the TV? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> nah, they just stole the TV. They might as well have stole the TV, stole the life from that person's body. No. Uh, but just in the sense of like, you know, like, hey, I'm just looking for connection. I met these random people on the street. They gave me a, a hard look down on their luck story. And so, you know, let them, I'm going to let them move in. And then it just becomes a problem just because, again, whatever has happened to that person, they didn't really find successful friendships or haven't found successful friendships. So then they say, oh, well, this may be a way or an avenue for me to get, you know, to to finally get that that relationship that I'm looking for. Good. And it's just not a win. Good, good. Yeah, and I think we forget people deal with trauma too, right? So mm-hmm. I also want to factor in the fact that many of us have unresolved trauma. And so we bring that reality into our friendships, right? So I know people that are super clingy, right? Yeah. And it's because 
when they were being raised, they didn't have the proper emotional nourishment. I know people who are super self-righteous. Why? Mm. Because the way they view their creator is set with a bunch of rules. So when they fail, they feel like the creator screams at them. Therefore, they're harsh with other people, right? Our friendships Mm -hmm. can unearth things about us that we're unaware of, right? But we need friendships. I need you to hear me say this. Mm -hmm. All of us need friends. So it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your occupation. We all need friends. Let me give you a few ways to build this. I talk about this all the time, is that we need to get the most out of our friendships. Again, isolation will only get you so far. Together, we'll run faster. But even in that entails a conflict, right? There's three Mm -hmm. levels of every relationship, and I'll just briefly talk about them, um, and then we can start wrapping up. So Mm -hmm. how do we get the most out of our relationships? One... Um, the first base, the the very base of every relationship, JP, is commitment. Yeah. yeah and then right yes. above that base is trust. And then right above that is intimacy where connection happens. I'll give you an example, right? Let's say you have a relationship where there's all commitment and there's no intimacy, right? Mm-hmm. It feels more like a transaction. It feels more like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm here, but I don't experience any love or change, right? And I, mm-hmm. I have family members like that, right? Um, or let's just say we have intimacy, and this is situationships. This is a lot of relationships. We have tons of intimacy, but we have zero commitment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I don't have a category by which I should define the operation or expectation for the relationship, right? Yeah. Commitment yeah. helps us properly define what should be happening. When we say, when somebody say, oh, girl, what are we? When You know, that's the question, right? And I'm not yeah, saying yeah. women can't do it as well. That question, yo, what are we? And I'm saying, what are we? Like a woman say that. And then you respond with, oh, man, we're just chilling. We're just having a good time. Mm-hmm. What you're essentially saying is this, don't expect nothing from me. Mm. Right? Mm, yeah. Which yeah. says that the relationship can be nothing in chaos. Though we may connect, don't we don't know what to do with it, right? Yeah. And so here's the last thing I'll say application-wise is this. Commitment being the foundation means every relationship you have to define what you're committed to. Are we friends? Are, mm. you, are you my wife? Mm-hmm. Are we? Are you in? Are you in a circle? Listen, and are you um, an acquaintance? Are you somebody I know as a peer? Are you a mentee? Are you a mentor? We're defining the relationship, and whether you do it out loud, the closer you have relationships, the more you have to define them. The mm-hmm. the less close they are, the less you have to out loud define them, right? Yeah, but then yeah. trust. How do we build trust? Building trust comes through telling the truth. Mm. making yourself known. So a liar can build on a lie, deception, but then when you have intimacy and you find out a connection, when you find out it's a lie, you realize it's all, this isn't real, right? This is why lies kill relationships. This is why Mm. one of the seven deadly sins is lies. You kill your relationship with people and with your creator, right? Yeah. The last thing is intimacy, JP. Mm. Intimacy is where vulnerability happens. 
So if mm-hmm. someone isn't willing to be vulnerable, you're not in really having connection. Mm. But in the attempt to have connection, guess what can what what can hurt? Two things can happen while you are attempting to have connection. You can be hurt or you can experience change. Right? Mm. Relationships okay. are always mm-hmm. a risk. Close relationships are always risky. That's why defining the commitment is of the utmost importance. What would you say, JP, just in closing? would be some practical things people potentially need to know or can do in order to build the necessary skills for relationships? One, you have to know what you're trying to get out of relationships or what it means to be in a relationship or what it means to have a friend or or to be in a friendship. Does that make sense? Like people, like we talked about earlier. Okay. So people, like we talked about earlier, um, don't really want to be told truths you know what I mean? They don't mm. want to be held accountable. They don't want to, you know, just really have somebody to check them or to be in their mix or to be in their grill or to tell them what's going on. And so they ghost, you know, or they they disappear or they, you know, like you said, they have positive vibes, only attitude about things. And so if you're really trying to build friendship, if you're really trying to be in relationship with people, um, you must know what it means to be friends, you know, what it means to be a friend to someone, what it means to be there for someone, what it means to be around more than just for the likes, just to be seen in the pictures, just to be seen on the IG, just to be seen in the snap. You have to be willing to hold somebody's uh, hand when they're going through times. You got to be willing to sit with somebody when they're in a hospital, Good. when things aren't convenient for you. You know what I mean? When things are, are when you, you know, had a trip planned to the Bahamas, but, you know, your homeboy, your homegirl needs you, you, you know, you forego that trip to be with them. And I think that because of the blurred lines that we're talking about now, because social media coaching, and all these different things, people don't have a true sense, a true direction, a true north of what friendship is. And so for me, it's it's really evaluating who you are as a person, if you are a good friend to others. Um, and if, and you can, you know, and you can tell if you are or aren't by the things that we're kind of saying, are you there for people? Are you building relationships? Are you uh, trustworthy? Um, can, you know, can people hold you accountable? Do you hold others accountable? Um, and once you evaluate your ability to be a friend, or if you are a friendly person, then you have to go and take note of the people that you call your friend. Um, um, and it, do, will they be there for you? Are they someone you would trust your children with? Are they someone you will be a godparent to your children if you, you know, God forbid, pass away? Um, and if you don't have any people in your circle or you realize people are just there for the likes and for the thumbs up, Sheesh. then you got to make some adjustments. Sheesh. Man, that sounds like a lot, JP. And um, sounds like you, you may need some personal kind of direction for that. Sounds like a very complicated thing. What would you say people could do if they need a little bit personal touch? Because it sounds like a lot of things that needs to come together at the same time. Go ahead. It does. It does. Uh, Main thing is head over to buildabetterus.com and go ahead and find your life coach. Somebody that can get you that game, get you right, get you tight. Um, So you can go 2019 and beyond to get this friendship game cracking. Yeah, because our goal is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. 
On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by Just These Guys, you know? A pastor and a psychologist team up to break down scripture and psychology, empowering you to transform by the renewing of your mind. Listen today at justtheseguys.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just These Guys, you know?